0: Hi everyone this is Kimberly and this is Katie and you're listening to a date with Dateline but first we're going to tell you about our secondary podcast a date with the bake it's about great British Bake Off and if you're thinking to yourself I don't watch that show I don't like British people I'm not over the Revolutionary War it doesn't matter redcoats <laughs> you should check it out here's a little sneak peek
1: If someone sent you a bread plaque in the mail, would you hang it on your wall? Or is that narcissistic? I mean, here's the thing. Yes,
0: I would. (laughs) Kimberly. Hang it up? No, I'd eat it.
1: No, you can't. It's a plaque.
0: It's lacquer. Yeah, it's a plaque. Oh, sorry. Not for eating. Yeah, I would definitely put it up. But not... I would put it up in the bathroom. You have to hang it in the
1: kitchen where the food is. It's a bread plaque. You cannot hang that in the bathroom. That's gross, gross
0: forever unclean. Do you
1: want to see bread in your bathroom? I feel like that's the last place you want to see bread. But it's lacquered. It doesn't
0: look as much like bread anymore. I feel like
1: it looks a lot like bread.
0: (laughs) I wasn't thinking about the fact it was bread. I was trying to think of where the least pretentious place to put something of my face would be. Correct, a bathroom. The bathroom is what I came up with.
1: Not like... In a hallway where the light's not great?
0: I don't have a big apartment, so it's yeah. like it's all okay. the same. So if you're okay. living in a castle, there are many where to do you hang from? a bread plaque? <laughs> a side hallway that is behind a hidden panel.
1: In your car, in the back window, people can see it while you're driving and you get in right. accidents because they're trying to see what it is all the time. <laughs> is that is a that? ghost in the back of that car? What is it's that? It's a bread ghost. <laughs> oh, also, that guy is not just some guy who walked in off the street. That's Jake. He is our third co-host on A Date with the bake,
0: But an amazing idea for another show we could do. Katie, Kimberly, and a stranger. Each week, one of us drags in a stranger off the street. No, that actually is a terrible idea. That just leads to more date lines.
1: Only if a stranger is chosen from the 99 cent store. But I can't go to the yes. 99 cent store right now, so it just doesn't work. These are ideas for maybe a show in 2022.
0: Yes, I love that idea. Katie, Kimberly, and Katie's new friend from 99 Cent Store that she got into an argument about kitty litter with in the line.
1: And it's called A Date with a Stranger.
0: Yeah, I love that.
1: Oh, boy. And then there's an actual murder.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And then it leads back to Dateline, full circle. Did it. It's perfect.
1: But check out our show, guys.
0: So this episode is called Even the Devil Went to Church. Now, Dateline, you know I've been very hard on you in the past, about your titles, because basically it's the only thing I can find fault with about your show. But I have to say, in all honesty, this title is perfection. Thank God. Yes, it is. I am so proud of the titleist. That's a golf ball. The person, the producer who came up with the title, intern, Justin? Andrea? See, Josh told us specifically that he does not come up with the titles. So I don't know if Andrea has a say in the titles.
1: So this is just someone who was just delighted with that being said in the show and was like, it's perfect. One of the editors, maybe. And editor. yeah, maybe. There we go.
0: Yeah, this episode aired October 23rd, 2020, the worst year of our Lord. Mm-hmm. Season 29, episode nine, hosted by Queen Andrea. We are in rural Sweet Home, Alabama, where churches outnumber streetlights. No. At first I thought she was joking, like she's being facetious, but now I'm actually thinking maybe that's true.
1: How many shots do we get of the town? Is it just one main drag? It didn't seem it seemed like bigger than that.
0: It did. But I feel like it, we didn't get a number of how many people live in the town or how many churches they have or how many streetlights they have. Streetlights, churches <laughs> been down. the. So I need more numbers if I'm going to decide if this is a true statement or not. I have no reason to believe Andrea would lie to us, but she might have just been joking.
1: I think that there are probably a lot of churches, safe to say.
0: Yeah. Everyone goes to church there. Not a lot of Jews. I feel like if I moved there, people might be very nice, but they would point to me at the grocery store and say, there's the new girl. She's Jewish.
1: I don't think they would point. I think that they would wait until you were a little bit further and then they would elbow their significant other or friend and say, that's the one I told you about. She's Jewish. (laughs) She's a Jew,
0: a Jewess. And then the husband, who's like kind of hard of hearing, and be like, a jeweler? Yeah. What'd you say? Adjudicated? (laughs) Yes, I was adjudicated of all crimes. (laughs) I feel like I would come home and the welcome party committee would have left me a basket with things that they think Jews like, like a menorah and a dreidel that they got on Amazon and matzah even though it's August. I feel like
1: we might not be giving the people of Alabama enough credit. I've never spent a lot of time in Alabama. Maybe there is a huge Jewish population there that we don't know about, and we're being very short-sighted and rude.
0: That's always a possibility.
1: Yeah. So in that case, sorry,
0: uneducated about something. That is our jam.
1: Very sorry.
0: I'm not saying they wouldn't be nice. I'm saying they might be confused by my presence.
1: Yeah. I don't know why you'd be there, but I also don't know why you wouldn't be there.
0: Yeah. I want to move to a little small town and I can go to Temple via Zoom.
1: Well, there you go. And this one seems to have good fast food. So win-win.
0: I, let's get started. Yeah. So we are in Morris, which is outside of Birmingham. There are rumors involving a church. And then a man tells us the title of the episode, even the devil went to church. He's amazing. He gives us every expression that I didn't know I needed, mm-hmm. but now plan to incorporate into my language every day. There we go. In fact, I need him to do one of those word-a-day calendars, but it's an expression-a-day calendar.
1: And every one is a different face. He has to take 365 pictures. Yeah, it'd be great.
0: So we start with a 911 call from Cindy Henderson-Reese. She thinks her house has been broken into because there's a chair that's been knocked over and she can't find her husband. The police run over. They literally maybe run over because they live across the street. And I was actually wondering if they got in their police cars and drove like in L.A. story when Steve Martin drives from one house to the next door house. (laughs) But maybe they did just run over. I don't know.
1: They must have just like walked across the street.
0: Yeah. Maybe they need things in their car, but that would slow down if you have to reverse.
1: Maybe they have a golf cart.
0: (gasps) That would be amazing. Yeah. Could be. Bikes, bicycle cops. What if they're horse cops?
1: They need more than a bicycle can carry. They need like a golf cart with a little like box on the back so they can have the tape and all the stuff that they need they probably pulled a cruiser in
0: maybe they send one guy since it's an emergency you run across the street i'll get in my car and follow you yeah so we're thinking too much into this for sure for sure
1: we are but that's okay
0: that is also our jam sergeant detective brian street who has a great accent and rosy cheeks he goes to the house he finds a body right away on the floor the victim is michael reese just 40 years old andrea tells us Andrea, you've moved to the top of my list, just 40 years old. Unlike Keith and his 40 was barreling down on her like a Chinese bullet train. You're going to have to let that go someday. Never. And I will be talking to him about it next time we see him. This is why we can't make new friends, Kimberly, because you don't let things go. I know. Gotta let it go. Michael has been shot from behind once in the back of the head. And the police note that his dinner, a burger and fries from a popular fast food place, Milo's, is untouched. So right away, this scene looks staged to me. Because (laughs) there's no way, the bag is curled down, like closed. And so no fries are missing. And the cup of soda doesn't have, or sweet tea or whatever, doesn't have a straw in it yet. The straw is still in the bag. This is... I am done with my meal by the time I finish. If I pull up to my house and I'm still eating and I'm listening to a podcast, I will finish my meal, then go inside the house because I'm in a groove.
1: Here's the thing, we don't know if there were fries in the bag that had been taken out.
0: But the bag is open on top.
1: No, but to keep it hot, what I will often do is open it, have a few fries, roll the bag down really tight so that the heat stays in and then walk it into my house. Also, not everyone is a straw person. I'm a straw person, but I know a lot of people just pop off the lid and drink out of the cup, then pop the lid back on and go in the house. There's a couple of scenarios here that we're not considering. To
0: shove down that fast food with the speed that is necessary. You need easy access to your liquid, I feel like. But I do like your theory about closing the bag. But also, I don't feel like you're the right person to ask because you have an entire meal sitting next to you that you are going to eat after we are done recording. And for me, I would get the detox shakes if I had food that close to me that I was not allowed to eat.
1: This is like normal food, though. If this was birthday cake or some sort of sweet, though, it'd be gone.
0: But it's going to be cold by the time we finish. That's not going to bother you. It's just going to be it's going to be room temperature, which is worse than cold.
1: But I have to eat this food. This is like the sustenance food. So I know I have to eat it so that I can eat the dessert. It's a way to get to the dessert. You're not a You know you're an adult,
0: right? You could just eat the dessert.
1: I can't eat dessert for every meal. It makes me not feel
0: good the next day. So you are an adult. That means you are an adult. You're learning from consequences. Yeah, I know how it works. And altering your behavior. I have not quite learned how to do that yet.
1: You can't eat cake and drink Monster all day and then nothing else and then expect to be doing great the next day.
0: You also have your mom living with you. So that sort of alters your...
1: I also 100% have a mom that is insisting that I eat a balanced meal no matter what and now is addicted to HelloFresh is what's happening. So it's a triple whammy. This meal would not be sitting here if that was not the case.
0: I understand. Yeah. It looks like a fake meal. Like when you held it up before we started recording, I thought those peas were like ceramic, you know, and glazed from like a shop where they have joke foods like it looks like prop food it looks so real I know because I don't eat real things well yeah well your mom
1: doesn't live with you if your mom lived with you you probably would have the thing you think
0: my mom cooks my mom cooks out of a can and frozen dinners every single night frozen dinners every single night what frozen dinners
1: the Stouffer's mac and cheese because that's the best microwave mac and cheese
0: no because it's not diet food what's the point she has the Trader Joe's mac and cheese I think The low fat one. Is that good? It's actually very good. Oh, I will try that.
1: I like the microwave mac and cheese a lot like better than Kraft.
0: Oh, interesting. But Kraft, you can I do a special thing where I don't blend it all the way. And so then you have the powder throughout because I like to just eat the powdery taste when it's not blended in.
1: That's the part I don't like about that cheese. And I like the fatter macaroni.
0: I don't understand you. Tomato, tomato. No one says tomato.
1: No one says tomato.
0: And that's a kind of conversation you'll hear about on a date with the bake. <laughs> so if people actually say tomato, they don't. So Michael's friends and family were about to lay bare secrets that would rock this small religious community. Secrets. Oh, yeah. Michael was a computer nerd. He was funny and he was helpful. Cindy, this is her second tragedy. She lost her first husband to suicide eight years earlier. Interesting. Also shot in the head. Interesting.
1: Interesting.
0: Mm -hmm. Michael was divorced, so they both started fresh with this second marriage. Faith is the cornerstone of their relationship. She asked Michael to join her church where she was the music director. He grew up Methodist and he got baptized in this Baptist church.
1: I don't know about that. I assume that once you were baptized, that was good for, that was like an all around thing. That was good for Catholic. That was good for born again. That was good for Pentecostal, Methodist, Baptist. Apparently it's not in certain places. I did not know that until a few hours ago when I watched this episode.
0: Is it from the office where they're like, my husband is Methodist and I'm Baptist. It keeps our relationship spunky.
1: It's Phyllis. She says he's a he's a Baptist and I'm a Unitarian, keeps things spicy. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what some of the differences are between the different born-again Christian denominations. I honestly, I'm not 100% sure. Well,
0: they're not all born-again Christians, are they?
1: Yes, they're all Christian.
0: Yeah, but not born-again.
1: Yes, all of them, I believe.
0: Not like Lutheran, Baptist. Yes.
1: Yes. What did you think they were
0: just regular Christian?
1: All of them are born again. All Christian is born again. You have to accept Jesus into your heart and be born again.
0: I kind of thought born again meant you were like a sinner and then you found Jesus later in life. And so you were like a born again, like a born again virgin.
1: No newsflash. You're born a sinner. We are born in sin. I can show you a ver I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: but I think
1: I remember there were Pentecostal girls that went to my elementary school and they had they wore the long skirts like they weren't. It was a modesty dressing thing. But I don't know if that was just that church or if that's Pentecostal across the board. I have nothing. They didn't cut their hair.
0: Yeah, but there might be differences like in Judaism. We have Orthodox, we have Reform and we have Conservatives. So. But you
1: all believe the same core thing, right?
0: The Orthodox follow things much more to the letter than... Reform. But
1: they do believe the same thing. Yes. Kind of. This is exactly like that. Yeah. Except there are many more, apparently. I just don't know. I really just don't know the difference.
0: I don't know. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of emails.
1: I'm just very surprised that he had to be baptized as a Baptist. That seems shocking to me. He's already a believer.
0: So the day of the murder, he had picked her up after work. They had gone to her mom's house because today was trash day. I don't know. I thought that was an interesting detail. Then they go to church for an hour. They stopped at Milo's, which is known for their seasoned french fries. And Andrea says it with such emphasis that you know it's going to be big. How many
1: Milo's are there? I can't figure it out because I couldn't even find a Milo's when I looked it up in Morris. When I looked up Milo's, Morris, Alabama, I got this murder. Really? So maybe they closed. I didn't get the store.
0: I feel like a lot of people are going to send us pictures and how good it is and reviews and stuff like that. But no one is actually going to send me french fries. And in that case, like, I don't want your information. Keep your information to yourself.
1: That's incredibly rude. She loves to have your information. And please don't send cold french fries in the mail because that's like a slap in the face.
0: If they were somehow managed to freeze them... I just got an air fryer on Amazon Prime Day.
1: Ooh, you did?
0: Yeah. Did you use it? I used it, and it worked so far. Is it cool? Did you use it on French fries? I used it on French fries while I was watching this episode, because you have to. How many fries? How many? I don't know, a normal amount.
1: Does it fit a frozen bag of fries? Yeah. That's really cool.
0: I wanted them to be crispy on the outside, and that's what it did. So I was happy. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Because usually when you put them in the oven, they just don't get crispy like ever. This is exciting. I'm very
1: excited about this news.
0: So they go to the house and Cindy puts down the fast food and then realizes they needed some things at the store and leaves to go to the Piggly Wiggly. A, I'm going to say Piggly Wiggly as much as possible in this episode because Mm -hmm. our stores here don't have any sort of whimsy in their names.
1: Now, let me be upfront. I have a very strong suspicion that Piggly Wiggly is a stand-in word, much like Kleenex is for tissue. Piggly Wiggly means the small supermarket. I'm going down to the Piggly Wiggly, the mini market.
0: No, that's actually the name. Like you go on their website or you go to a Piggly Wiggly, that's the sign.
1: But I don't know if they actually went to a Piggly Wiggly. They may have gone to a store like I think it is a stand in for like heading down to the Piggly Wiggly. Do you want anything? But it's really just the local small store.
0: But that's such a long thing to say, just say store. Piggly Wiggly has a lot of syllables. Do you not love saying Piggly Wiggly? I do, but it's long. If I'm just talking to my husband, I'm not trying to impress him or anything. I'm just going to say I'm going to go down to the store. I'm going to try to talk to my husband as least as syllables as possible. Go to store. Bye.
1: You're going to have a great marriage, number one. (laughs) Number two. So good luck with that. Please don't call me and ask me advice because you're not going to like it, what I have to say. Number two, Piggly Wiggly is one of those things that people just like to say in their mouth.
0: I don't think they do once they live there. I think they are over how charming it is.
1: I bet you they do.
0: Okay, let us know.
1: Let us know if Piggly Wiggly is a stand-in word.
0: Yeah, but here's what I'm calling BS on right away. Again, Maybe Katie's not the one because she has this plate of food sitting next to her. But would you ever set down your French fries, hamburger, drink, go to the store, not eat the food?
1: Okay, this answer might surprise you. I don't think I would do that with fries. I think I would eat as many fries as I could, even though I knew I had to go to the store. I have done this exact thing before, gotten food too early. And so eaten as many fries as I could and then headed out. To go do it. But most of the time what happens is I start eating the fries. I don't want to stop eating the fries. So then I figure out I'm going to go to the store the next day. The store becomes back burner once the fries start to get eaten. So my only assumption is that they ate a bunch in the car. This is the roll down theory. Uh-huh. Ate a bunch in the car. were fine to wait and that they heat up OK. But if they have some special method for heating them up, I'd like to know what it is because it's not the microwave.
0: Here's a third solution. Can she take her burger and fries with her. It's to go food. That's why you get it. She's going to jump in the car and go to the store, then eat it in the car on the way there.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe she's a lipstick person, doesn't want to mess up her lipstick. Seems weird. That's not a really good reason. she trying to
0: impress at the Piggly Wiggly. Everyone. Yeah. Southern women do try to look nice.
1: A lot of women just try to look nice. A lot of men try to just look nice. Maybe she just didn't want to go in there with like French fry grease hands you slipping and sliding.
0: I wish I had that problem because I go with french fry grease on my shirt, on my mask, on my hands, and sometimes in my hair. And I don't know how it got there.
1: Natural botanicals.
0: Yeah. So when Cindy came back from the store to the house, she sees the chair knocked over and she calls 911. Now, the detective had heard rumors. Mark off small town rumors on the bingo cards. I feel like this episode was so prime for bingo cards.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit.
0: Like, I should have played and put money on it, but I would just be paying myself. I don't know how that would work.
1: I can play right
0: now. I've got one. Perfect. Okay,
1: I'm going to play Now she's along. not going to
0: listen to me. She's just going to be playing bingo cards.
1: I don't have Small Town Rumor Mill on mine, though, so that's upsetting. Oh,
0: it is on some of them.
1: I feel like I want to find one. With
0: the it. detective had heard complaints that people were having sex in the parking deck, on the county employee parking deck.
1: Parking deck is a parking lot?
0: Kind of. I think so. It's like, seemed to be like an under, not underground, like a roofed in kind of parking garage type thing. When the detective says this, Andrea's face is all of us. Her noise that didn't come out was, Ew! that's what her face does. About the what? Having sex in the parking lot. Well, how
1: old are the people that we're dealing with? Are they in their 30s or 40s? Not that it should matter, but it is sort of surprising.
0: They are in their 40s.
1: Do we know at this point what the vehicle is that they were having sex in? Or do we find out after this?
0: We find out right now. So it is Cindy, we find out, having sex with a man who was not her husband in, as Andrea says, a pest control van. Of all things.
1: Is that why she made the face? I feel like she made the face at the pest control. No,
0: she makes the face before we find the pest control. She makes the face unless they edited it badly. But she makes the face when they say public sex in the car parking lot. She does not like that, nor do I, nor does anyone. It's a county. It's a government building parking lot and people are having sex in their cars.
1: Did they figure it out because it was moving? I mean,
0: people, no, people saw them.
1: But did you saw the van? The windows are dark. How would you see them? There was no way to see them.
0: But we find out who saw them. So people see, like literally see them. So getting
1: out of the car, not watching them do the business. Saw them get out and be rumpled.
0: I don't know. Was the front window tinted too?
1: Yeah, it was more like it was one of those vans where the back area would be like open and empty, like a white van. And so you're in the back and then the van is shaking and then both of you hop out the back doors and you're rumpled. That's what I'm thinking people saw. I don't think they visually saw them doing the business.
0: I would like I don't want to know what they actually saw. I take it back.
1: But that's let's go with my theory then, because mine is less like watching people do it in daylight. Okay. Okay. thanks.
0: But. Do you think it was Dale Gribble in the Bugabago?
1: Yes, I forgot about the Bugabago.
0: Andrea's face, like, it's so good. If we had a YouTube channel where we did funny cuts, anytime we talked about something gross, we would cut in her face.
1: I'm sorry, is this the first time, though, on Dateline, at least of the ones that we've covered, that we've had this kind of an incident? Two people, like, doing it in the middle of the day and get caught?
0: No, we had it in the episode where Keith has that lady who's having an affair with her boss and they have sex in the Walgreens parking lot.
1: But did they get caught?
0: By her husband.
1: Oh, okay, that's right. Okay, okay, okay.
0: So you don't seem to have a problem with it. You seem to feel like it's okay to have sex in the car at your work parking lot.
1: It's real weird. Sorry. It's very, it's more like I'm trying to figure out how they got caught
0: so the detective shares this rumor with his partner ellen shire who can join our a date with dateline female detective squad with Marsha marshburn even though at this point all we know about her is she's a lady detective with short hair
1: that qualifies her and she's very to the point
0: so everyone is shocked to learn that it's pure pure church going cindy that's having sex in her car and who was she sleeping with this is big of a shock, the pastor of her church, Jeff Brown. Pastor Jeff. The one who baptized Michael is now sleeping with Michael's wife. Markov sinning religious person on the bingo card. The elders of the church said that they had seen them having sex in the car. So oh, take that to mean whatever you want. If it's what I'm picturing or what Katie's picturing is much more palatable Let's go with Katie's. It's just much easier on the mind.
1: Yeah. What was the name of their church? Salus.
0: Sal Salus. Salus. Yeah.
1: Salus Baptist Church.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Why are you googling?
1: No, I was just wondering because I didn't, I couldn't see the name of it, and I wanted to know if it had like a name like Lamb of God or whatever. I just wondered.
0: No, I wish I like those. I like those kind of names. I'm a fan. This Jew is a fan of that kind of. You are.
1: You're a fan of the word. I
0: like if they're, the word shepherd is in there. Yeah. Like our temples always have like tree of life. Like half the temples are like tree of life temple. Really? Yes.
1: Huh. What's another one?
0: Something in Hebrew. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. The, uh, most of them are just in Hebrew or it's tree of life.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not bush of life. No, didn't make it. Shrub of life.
0: Shru- no, it's the tree of life. It's a prayer and a song.
1: Oh, well, that would make sense. It is
0: the tree of life to those who hold fast to it. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right, press on. So there's a friend. Was this the friend or the cousin? The one that has the curly hair?
1: She is a friend/slash
0: cousin, I believe. Okay. So she says she's our second just quotestress of the episode.
1: So our two main interviews are friend of Michael and
0: friend of Cindy. Well, we also have Cindy's brother and we also have this other, the parents. Did
1: we have Cindy's brother for more than 30 seconds?
0: No. So mark off extraneous interviewee on your bingo cards. I don't have that either. I'm sorry. It's all right. So the friend slash cousin says, this is amazing, that it's not, she says to Andrea with straight face, it's not ergonomically possible for Jeff, Pastor Jeff and Cindy to have had sex in the car, in the pest control van. And Andrea says, you mean they couldn't fit in the car because of their size? Yes. I cannot believe we are having this conversation on Dateline. I can't believe Andrea is having this conversation on Dateline. It's like that episode we did for Patreon, too fat to kill? Question mark which was also, I couldn't believe that we had that episode. It's amazing.
1: I was sweating it. I'm not going (laughs) to lie to you. Because you were
0: like, don't body shame. Don't body shame.
1: I was sweating, not you. I was sweating Andrea. Because I was like, how are you going to ask this question? Because I know the question she's going to ask. And I thought she handled it great. Oh, she handled it perfect. She's classy, broad. Because this is just the facts. She just says it like, you thought it was impossible for them. This was a lie because of their size. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what a straightforward way of saying that in just a tactful and script. Yes. I was sweating bullets, though, because <laughs> I was like, don't shade. No shade. Don't do this. Like, No, this is a-
0: it is simply these people are...
1: They are both full-figured folks. Sure. And so... You, the question has to be asked, and it made sense. But when I saw the van, I was like, oh, yeah, they're both going to fit in that van. It didn't even occur to me that they couldn't.
0: Are we thinking they had sex in the front seat or in the back back of the van? See, that we still haven't decided on that. Though.
1: No, they weren't in the front seats. No one was in the front seats. That's why I think everyone's getting tripped up. You are getting tripped up like...
0: Because they told us the elders saw them having sex. No, the elders saw
1: them coming out of the car rumpled. I guarantee it.
0: You're believing what you want to believe to be true. No, I'm believing what is actually possible,
1: which was that they were in the back of the van. They weren't in the front seat. They weren't in the front little seat. They said the back had a cab and they were in the cab.
0: Did they say that? The
1: next thing that they say is, the back of the van had a cab, which implies that they were in the cab portion, not the seating portion. Okay. That is my, That was my understanding. I didn't even doubt it for a second that they were in there. If an elder saw two people coming out of the back of the swing doors of a van, what in the world else were they doing in there? Right. Meth? Like, right. what were they doing?
0: <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, right. nothing good. Bible study. Parking lot Bible study.
1: I don't know about that. I don't know why Pastor Jeff would need to be in the back of a van with a lady.
0: Well, Jeff, it turns out, Pastor Jeff was working part-time at the pest control place. So he's a pastor slash exterminator.
1: That seems right.
0: He exercises demons and rodents. (laughs) So the friend, I feel like they could get a great punny slogan for like a pastor that works. You know, the bug control places a lot of times have punny names. At least they do on um, Bob's Burgers. Pastor. Pa- pastor Jeff. Yeah. I what like if that.
1: they did that A-E when it's smushed together? <laughs> What's that That
0: old like, English it's letter? It's Gaelic. It looks yeah, like Yeah, the Gaelic letter.
1: And it was piaster, <laughs> Jeff, that's it. Nailed it.
0: Yes. So the friend said that Cindy, she didn't think Cindy was doing anything with the pastor. She thought it was just rumors. But then Cindy started working out. She was going for walks with Jeff. And that's when the friend slash cousin is like, Cindy doesn't exercise.
1: (laughs) Delaine is a good friend for not (laughs) thinking anything's going on. But
0: that's when she becomes suspicious. It was the walking with Jeff.
1: Yeah, she didn't ask Delaine to go walking with her. Right. She wasn't like, I'm going to get on an exercise regimen. Would you like to start walking with me? It was no, I'm going to walk with Pastor with PJ. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. PJ. hmm like so
0: it. the detective says, Cindy, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to talk to you about these intimate details. Like he's so embarrassed. But at the same time, like, you know that she's been having sex in public in her car with her pastor that she's sleeping with. She's not. I mean, you can, You know what I'm saying?
1: He can turn up the heat a little bit. He's too nice. I thought he was too nice. I got to was. I, that's
0: what I'm saying. It's not like she's going to need the vapors after he's calls this to her attention. She's where's, been doing these things.
1: Where's the detective, where's Ellen? Where's Detective Dwyer or Shire? Where's she?
0: She's doing other things. We will get to her. I needed
1: her to be in on this interview because they bring in a guy later who like cuts right to the chase. Where was he?
0: Yeah, yeah Ellen would have been like, look, Sin, she doesn't even have time to say Cindy. Yeah. She's like, Sin, we know what you've been doing in the parking lot. You've
1: been banging your boyfriend.
0: Yeah, trying to get closer to God. Oh, yeah. You were yelling out God's name, weren't you? Oh, boy. Really? Okay, That's some she would say something like that. OK. So Cindy admits to the detective that she and Michael were having problems. He was playing games on the computer instead of having sex with her. And she felt like he didn't love her anymore. So she went to Pastor Jeff for comfort and advice and got a little bit more
1: baloney.
0: They fell in love. If you're nervous that if you reach out to a super sexy religious leader for counseling that you might start having an affair with them, BetterHelp is the answer. BetterHelp offers therapy with the licensed professional therapist in the privacy of your own home. You can start communicating with someone in under 24 hours. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, but you can also send a message to your counselor at any time. Like, you can message them while you're in church and you're having inappropriate thoughts about your pastor. Help me. I can't concentrate on my prayers.
1: Pastor Jeff is here.
0: He's just so sexy.
1: He wore his white shorts. I don't know. He was wearing white shorts. The sexy shorts. I
0: don't in know. In church? I don't know. Maybe. Do He's they wearing wear- his
1: baptism cloths.
0: His sexy baptism cloths that cling in just the right places. It's too sexy. <laughs> So many people would be using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Counselors specialize in all kinds of issues like depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma. Maybe you get turned on by exterminator vans. BetterHelp is easy. It's totally confidential. It's affordable. What are you waiting for? In all seriousness, it's a hard time to be alive. So wherever you get help and talk to someone is great. And we totally support that. And BetterHelp is an amazing resource for this. Absolutely. We want you to start living a happier, healthier life today. As a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com forward slash dateline. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Go to com forward slash dateline because everyone can use a little better help. So Cindy says to the detective that the rumors are not true. Well, the rumors about the sex in the parking lot aren't true. And not because they ergonomically couldn't fit. They're just not true. And she says they were having an affair, though. That's totally true. Do you buy it? No.
1: You think they were doing it in the parking lot?
0: Yeah, but I don't know why she would not tell the truth about that and tell the truth about the affair. That seems strange to me. For
1: some reason, that's more embarrassing for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, I
0: could see that, especially because she works for the city and it's in the city parking lot. Maybe she was
1: worried about getting sued or something. Yeah. What was her job?
0: Like the city clerk's county clerk's office or something like that. So they were having the affair. In fact, the rumors had gotten so bad that she had to resign as the music director from that church. She did tell Michael about the affair and they were trying to make it work and had just gone to Disney World for their anniversary. Cue lots of Disney World B-roll photos.
1: Well, that's what you do at Disney World. I mean, yeah, that's 90% what it's about, the photos. photos.
0: So she says she did not do it. She did not kill Michael. The police bring in Pastor Jeff, who is as super suave and sexy as you'd Excuse me, as you'd expect.
1: Mm -hmm. him? Yeah, that's on my bingo card. Also,
0: he's not that attractive.
1: I don't get it. I don't know. There's someone for everyone. It's just...
0: You're right. And there's a sexual magnetism that cannot be explained sometimes. But
1: I will say this. I thought that Michael, the man who died, seemed really nice. And he seemed really fun in all of his photos. I mean, I don't know him. But He's smiling and stuff. There's even one of him with his eyes closed in one of the pictures. And I was like, it's just cute. I was like, "Ah, it doesn't even matter. It just shows that he was like a really happy, like fun guy. So why you would leave him for Pastor Jeff? Don't know. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Seems like maybe you're just bored. Yeah. And I don't like that. That's not an excuse to have an affair because you're bored.
0: But also there's things we find out about Jeff.
1: Yes, there are
0: that make me think that there is something about him that we are not getting.
1: I'll tell you what it is. Jeff is a manipulator. That's yeah. what we're not getting. Jeff is yeah. really good at manipulating situations and mm-hmm. really good at, like, kind of getting his way. Yeah. So those kind of people can have a magnetism. It's just not a good magnetism. It's right. a Bad one. Yes. And he's a preacher. Remember, we've seen this before with pastors. They're in charge. They're in control. It's a power thing.
0: And they're usually charismatic. If they're good at their job, they are charismatic.
1: They have to be. But
0: he doesn't really seem charismatic in the police interview. But he doesn't. I don't know what he's like when he's preaching. It could be totally different. So he admits that he is married with two kids. He's having an affair with Cindy. And he says, and I quote, don't hate the sinner, hate the sin. Douchebag. What's going on? He is such a douche. He is a bow. He's a full-on bow. He'd, what's a bow? Bag of wieners. I thought bow wasn't working. I just tra- thought I'd try one more time. I thought we were
1: going with B-O-W.
0: B- He's a BOW.
1: He is 100%. He's the kind of guy that goes to Vegas and does all the swingers lines and wears a fedora, but only in Vegas. Oh, my He's God. He's that guy.
0: <laughs> Don't you think? He's that That, guy. That's not the impression I got. But yeah,
1: I could see that. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's the same kind of sentiment. That is such like a played out cliche. Don't hate the sinner. Hey, don't hate the sinner. Hate the sin. What a weird thing for a pastor to say. You're a man of God. Get out of here with that. I have no time for him.
0: I also feel like he's the kind of guy who like cuts in line at the church service where they have like the buffet after it's like a like a reception after for whatever it's for somebody's baptism and he like cuts in line a lot
1: oh he gets food whenever he wants to get food doesn't matter who's in line he'll go up and talk to a parish official
0: pastor business as he's like getting mashed potatoes official pastor business and then take the
1: last macaroni and cheese ball yes uh-huh and not even think about it Take it and not think twice about it. I deserve this.
0: Looks like God wanted me to have the last one of these. I bet he says stuff like that.
1: I really don't like Pastor Jeff.
0: Yeah. So now, granted, he only says that one thing and the rest are things we've made up him saying, but still we don't like him. It's enough. Yeah, it was enough. So he says that he is in love with Cindy and he wants to be with her. Now, at this point, he has been fired as a pastor. At that church. So thank goodness he has the exterminator job to fall back on.
1: Because of the affair, right?
0: Because of the affair. He and his wife are getting divorced. He's concerned that he was doing due diligence to break up his marriage and get together with Cindy, but she is not doing her end of the deal. She's still with Michael. And he says that he was sickened that Cindy was still sleeping with Michael especially because she would describe it to him how he touched her and how much that disgusted him to hear. And I was like, now you know how we feel, buddy.
1: I have something to say. I'm really mad at Cindy now. This made me like, here's what I think happened. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. She really wanted to go to Disney World.
0: (laughs) So she stayed with him, pretended to work on the marriage.
1: I guarantee you it was because of that Disney World trip. And it's like, well, we were just trying to work it out. Why in the world also would you describe to your, I'm going to use a word you hate, lover, why would you describe to them your sexual encounters with your husband?
0: Maybe he was doing the like, tell me what he does. Do you like when he does that? Do what? Does he have moves that I don't have? What does he do? Maybe he was pushing.
1: She's trying to make him jealous. It really makes me not like her. I know what she's doing. I see you, Cindy. It's really immature and it's really weird. And that's manipulative too.
0: Well, actually that totally fits in with given what we find out later about him. Yes. That she would be trying to make him jealous. That totally fits.
1: Gross. I'm mad. Yeah, I do not like that, Cindy.
0: But here's the deal with Jeff. He has an alibi. He was 50 miles away going to a friend's house. He says he didn't shoot Michael. And they say, do you know if Cindy did? And he says, I have no idea.
1: Okay, he says I have no idea. He doesn't say no. He did not say no. Nope. Nope. Or he didn't even say I don't think she could ever be capable of that.
0: Nope. I have no idea. And the tone says I also don't care. Yeah, maybe. Also, this man was a person. You were supposed to be a pastor. You should feel sad that a member of your parsonages, parsonage,
1: parsnips, parsnips, parsnip. Curtis. Yes. Yeah.
0: Died. Even if he was your romantic rival, you should be sad at the loss of a human life. He sounds like he doesn't give an F.
1: He was sad. Remember, they asked him what his thoughts were. And he said, I have no words.
0: I have no words.
1: He was so sad. He had no words.
0: <laughs> a pastor who has words for a living had no words. He
1: had no words, Kimberly.
0: He has to talk at funerals all the time. He has all the words for death, but he had no words. Not for this. It was too sad.
1: Ridiculous.
0: So at this point, we find out that Pastor Jeff has a third child on the way. Come on, man. That made it so much worse for me. Come on, man. Also, it's with his wife that he's divorcing. God is great. I thought he was so disgusted that she's still sleeping with Michael. Obviously he had still been sleeping with his wife up until fairly recently. So she's not allowed to do that, but you, okay, whatever.
1: What is the timeline on this affair?
0: I don't know. I don't know the timeline of the affair and the pregnancy and how long it had been going on. And the falling in love and the
1: exterminator truck. Okay, we don't know. Right, so
0: Pastor Jeff was in the military. He was a Marine. A Marine. He was a police officer. He worked for a moving company and he was a hairdresser. Ellen says he was a jack of all trades and good at none. And with that, she officially earned her spot in our detective agency. Jerry Vincent, the town's building inspector. He's amazing. He's the quote master. Yes. He says he saw Jeff sitting in the park, staring at Cindy's house all the time, just staring like he was obsessed with her. Cindy's cousin friend heard a story about Pastor Jeff showing up at Cindy and Michael's new church because they had to leave the church because of all the rumors of the affair. He would go into the church and if they were already seated in the pews, he would go in and sit betwixt them. Okay. Like shimmy, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, pastors work here. What? Excuse me. God wants me to sit in between them and sit down. Andrea is dying. She cannot with this behavior. Do you think that really happened? I hope it did.
1: Oh, okay. I'm not going to burst your bubble then.
0: You don't think it did? You think that was town gossip?
1: I think that's classic exaggeration. I think that maybe he was squeezing past them and made a joke like he was going to sit between them and kept moving and someone was in the back going, oh, did you see? And so it was just it was a joke. Even just making the joke. It's a really poor joke.
0: When everyone in the town knows you guys are sleeping together and the poor husband is sitting right there and you make that joke right in front of him. That's terrible. He's a B.O.W. Yeah, big time.
1: That's what B.O.W.s do. Big time B.O.W. They make inappropriate jokes and call people sweeties or whatever. What do they call them in swingers? The ladies, bibbies. bunnies,
0: bid bunny rabbits. No. Yeah. What they call them? Little babies. Pretty babies.
1: Pretty babies. That's
0: it. So people around town did not like Jeff. Andrea asked the town building inspector, Jerry Vincent, what people around town thought of Jeff. And he says, I don't know if I can say this. Are we allowed to say this word on our podcast?
1: I think you can spell it.
0: Okay. So he says, can you say man, W-H-O-R-E? And... Andrea laughs and says, well, it's Dateline. We've heard worse. It's glorious. And he says, Jeff had many girlfriends. He was a cad. So that totally checks out. In fact, Dateline producer tweeted the police went through Jeff's phone. They found that he was sexting with a bunch of different women.
1: Quick note. Did we add to the bingo cards Dateline self-referential? I know we were going to.
0: Not yet, but we will in the next round. We should, right? Yeah, but they ha- they don't self-referentiate.
1: I think if the word dateline is used in the episode...
0: Oh, right. No, you're right. I'm sorry. She totally self-references.
1: Yes. I feel like if dateline is said yeah. in the episode, like if a person says it, if a host says it, if someone someone says dateline, that should be a bingo.
0: Yes. So it will be on the future bingo cards. Maybe the extreme version. Extreme. I'm not sure.
1: But I think if we just make it that the word dateline is said that works. No, because
0: then that's like if Lester Holt says it going into the episode. And now we're back with more dateline. I'm saying a host or a guest
1: says the word dateline. Okay. because that's not very often, but it's often enough.
0: It is. So maybe
1: on the extreme.
0: Yeah, I feel like it might be extreme. Like, I can think of a couple times Mank has said, like, if you don't know what's about to happen, you haven't been watching enough Dateline. Like, he said that once.
1: And then another person last week said, because I started watching Dateline or shows like Dateline. So I'm saying, let's make it a little bit easier by saying a guest can say it or a host can say it. Either one, but not Lester.
0: Okay. so Jeff had a ton of girlfriends. Oh, boy. He was a cad. Cindy's uncle says that he was a con man. Hmm. Cindy's mom says that Michael knew that Jeff was trying to take his wife and that he was afraid of Jeff, that Jeff would hurt him. A month before the murder, Jeff, the pastor, asked some co-workers at the moving company, because I guess he still was working at the moving company and the exterminator company and the church. Well, you didn't. Did you see the
1: church? This isn't a giant church you don't get paid very much this isn't a rich town people aren't tithing you're not making enough money to live on if you're just being a pastor at a church that size
0: so he's part time exterminator part time moving man yes but no longer a cop we think or a marine
1: the cop seems suspicious and i feel like might be a lie
0: i feel like then then i'm saying marine is a lie
1: oh interesting
0: okay i'll
1: think about it that's
0: we've had fake military I think it is on the bingo cards. Fake military is on the bingo cards. But
1: Dateline says that he is, which makes me think that he was both of those things. And why isn't he a cop anymore? Well, we know why, but interesting. Okay.
0: So a month before the murder, Jeff asked some of his coworkers at the moving company to kill Michael. He was offering up his car and some money. I hope someone updates it on our website on the spreadsheet for hitmen, but just puts some money in quotes, a car and some money. So we think like
1: 400 bucks? I think so, yeah. Like a couple hundred bucks.
0: Yeah, I don't think he had a lot of money. The men reported Jeff to a different police department than the one where the murder happened. So that's why our detectives are just hearing about it now. But presumably the other police department didn't do a lot we don't know if they even warned Michael. That's a really good point. Cindy's mom says that Michael was scared of him. Maybe he did know that Michael had asked people to kill him. I don't know.
1: And I'm wondering if his family didn't know until this dateline was released and now there's a lawsuit. That's, That's my a question. great point.
0: So he has an alibi, though. Jeff was 50 miles away. <laughs> the police have more questions for Cindy. On the 911 call, she said she can't see her husband. She doesn't know where he is. But when the cop walks in, he's like right there on the ground. So they don't know how she could have missed him. Straight to the back. You yeah. can see
1: through the house to him unless she yeah. came in a different door. I don't know how she would have But she's like, I can't
0: it. find my husband anywhere. Well, if you had looked literally anywhere, you would have found him because he's there. Like it's out in the open. She said maybe a burglar, but they can't find forced entry and... There was a construction worker that she tries to throw under the bus by saying that he broke, maybe broke into the house. He's at church at the time. So obviously everyone's at church. The police are suspicious of Cindy and her first husband who killed himself with a bullet to the head, as they should be. They kind of make it seem like they reopen the case, but I think it's more like in an unofficial capacity. They just sort of look into it and they can't find anything Conclusive. They don't, like, exhume his body or anything. They don't have anything that would point them to that direction, except for the huge coincidence that both husbands have passed away in that way.
1: And they by a gunshot, right.
0: To the head, yeah. Their biggest concern is the Milo's fries, because apparently it is well-known around town, unless you're a heathen, you eat those fries hot. So when Cindy said she dropped them off and went to the Piggly Wiggly, that is a huge red flag for them.
1: That is really funny.
0: Yeah. But it's good detective work. It is. I mean, because I thought it was suspicious right away, but that's just because I have eating issues. But apparently it's common sense to everyone. And that makes me feel better. No, of course it is. Everyone does that. Fries get soggy. They do. That's why it's hard to get fries delivered. And I've been doing a lot of DoorDash and like the fries. There's only one place that it held up well so far.
1: I had a question to see if there was cheese fries on the menu because I was suspicious that you would get regular fries if there were cheese fries available. There are not.
0: Do you think it's like a secret menu, like the In-N-Out menu, where you you can, you just have to order them in a specific way?
1: It is small enough of a menu that I did think that. Interesting. I have found no evidence. Any Alabama listeners can let us know about Milo's. Yeah.
0: So she says, I went to the Piggly Wiggly to urgently buy lunch meat and orange juice for the next day. But smart detectives go into her fridge and find that she has a plethora of lunch meats and orange juice. So there was no urgent need to go to the store. Also, I was analyzing what they had in their fridge. It looked pretty good to me. Not a vegetable insight. There was like four rolls of Pillsbury dough. Come on. Tons of Sargento's cheese. Oh, they got name brand cheese. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, oh, that's good stuff. I love
1: name brand cheese. Yeah, that's good stuff. Sometimes I do it.
0: Oh, I always do it. I feel like you got
1: to splurge on cheese. I'll put something else back, but sometimes I'll get that because Ollie got this. I've been on a string cheese kick for a minute for like about five or six months. Oh, interesting. But boy, is there a difference between string cheese?
0: Oh, a huge difference. In brands, I bought the wrong kind by accident. I went cheap. I think I had to throw the whole thing out. It was it, inedible. I did. I just did. It tastes like nothing. It tastes like, eat. I might as well eat a piece of paper. It tastes like nothing. And like it, a, it doesn't like, even peel the same way. It doesn't give you the mouthfeels in the same way. Not
1: good. Not good. And he felt bad about it. But that's what you get when you shop at the grocery outlet sometimes.
0: So she says that as she went to the grocery store that night, she got a call from Jeff saying he needed gas for his car, but he had left his wallet at home. So, of course, he's going to call his mistress. So she meets him at the gas station and gives him $15. A, I thought you were trying to make things work with your husband. B, he supposedly was at his friend's house 50 miles away. So why is he at this gas station near your house? I'm sorry, $50 or $15? $15, 50 miles. He was supposed to be 50 miles away at his friend's house. She gave him one five dollars.
1: Fifteen dollars doesn't seem like enough to fill up the Bugabago.
0: It's not enough to fill up, but it's more of a I just need to get somewhere. I need to put a few bucks in. And
1: then what you what were you going to do? How were you going to get back? OK, sorry. I'm way too caught up in the semantics of how he was going to get back. Well, it's
0: a small town. Fifteen dollars is probably enough to ride around that town for a while. He was going 50 miles away. Oh, well, he obviously wasn't because she says that he was there at the time of the murder, and he says he was already fifty miles away. So one of them's lying.
1: I can't get I can't get it through my head that that's, <laughs> that it's that it's, it's two different true. things. I'm he stuck. I'm like away. stuck on that. Like it doesn't work. It doesn't work, Kimberly. It doesn't. <laughs> Back into the left. Back into the left. That's
0: why, because it's not true. You're a good detective. You know, it doesn't make sense in your head. Oh,
1: God. God forbid I ever get into the JFK assassination. <laughs> we're all in trouble because it's all I'm going to want to talk about.
0: So they search Cindy's office, and this is good. She has a photo of her and her husband, eight by 10, framed. And then she also has another framed photo of her and Pastor Jeff. What, the, what do her coworkers think? This is why the whole town knows about your affair because you were blatantly. What, do you think you're in a sister-wife situation with the pastor?
1: I think she's a show-off.
0: She's just flouting it to the community.
1: She's a show-off. She's doing that thing where it's like, I'm so sexy that two men want me. And she's got them both up, both in real heart frames.
0: One of them apparently has lots of other ladies. So she's like, look at Pastor Jeff. You know how all the ladies want him for unknown reasons that Kimberly and Katie cannot figure out? I have a photo of him that's framed, so you know it's legit. We have sex in the exterminator's car next to the DEET and the rat poison.
1: Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord.
0: That has to be unhealthy, right? Fumes and stuff.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: So she has a file in her office labeled Jeff Brown. At this point, we find out that there's a lease for his apartment that she is paying for and a car note for his car that she is paying for. He is a scammer. She is his sugar mama. Again, him. It's crazy. She's
1: being taken for a ride.
0: Yeah, not one in the exterminator's fan.
1: Not like a sexy ride. That's all I'm talking about.
0: So prosecutors think they were in on it together. One of them says, I don't know how many naked pictures I had to look at when he's going through their phones. And then Andrea says sexting twice. Feels so bad for this guy. He's like, I hate my job.
1: I would not want to look like this is not Kimberly and I being brewed. I don't want to hear about sexting or naked pictures of anyone in anyone's phone at any time. No, I don't want to hear about it. I don't like it. No, I don't care what they look like. I don't want I don't like it. Yeah, it's all gross.
0: I agree. So while Cindy and Michael were at church the night of the murder, Jeff sent her a text that said, keep me posted after they leave the church. She calls Jeff and leaves the line open for 30 minutes during the time of the murder. So her phone is on so he can hear everything that's happening. And we find out that when she calls 911, she's on the house line. Her cell phone is, still has the line open and he's listening. So she says, my phone is dying, very calmly. And then the second the operator picks up, she's like, oh, my God, there's been a break and I can't find my husband. So this is the second time of Dateline. We have heard that 911 calls start being recorded the second the line opens, the second you call like and it picks up. So even while you're on hold, it's recording. And Andrea has no idea about this because she obviously doesn't watch the other people's datelines, I guess. It's her first time. It's her her first time. I don't remember who the host was when we found that out, but we found out about it once before. I feel like it was Josh. Could have been a Josh. It's great information for all potential murderers out there. Like, don't do your practice voice, like, while you're on hold, because they are listening.
1: Oh, it was Pam. Pam Hupp.
0: Was it Pam Hupp? What's up with Pam? That's Keith, then. It was Pam. Was she practicing? She was kind of like-
1: Yeah, she was doing a thing or like rustling or something, but she definitely wasn't worried. Yeah, no. Yeah.
0: So Jeff's phone was not 50 miles away. They can tell from the pings that he was pretty close to the house. They don't think he was in the house. They think he was within a few hundred feet maybe of the house. So they think he was nearby waiting for Cindy to do the shooting. And she was the actual shooter.
1: Wait, didn't they check with the friend that he said he was going to visit 50 miles away?
0: Great question. But this arrest that I'm going to get to happens fairly quickly. So I'm sure they did. But it looks like they found out right away he was lying. And they were looking at him from day one, I think. Okay. Because they found out about the affair like day one because the detective had already heard the rumors about her having sex in the car because they had gotten complaints from her having sex in the car with the pastor. So if you're going to do something with your secret affair, don't have it be something that will alert the police and get you complaints and then commit a murder and those same police are going to be judging you because they've already heard it. They know about it already. So they think that Michael went in, let out the dog, and then she shot him in the back of the head. And in Alabama, if you help with the murder, you are just as liable as if you actually did the murder. So police arrest both of them as they're coming out of a lunch together because they're still romantic. Uh The building inspector guy says, (laughs) he's my favorite. What's that expression? If the spouse is killed, talk to the one that's breathing. Yes. So good. Is that an expression? Kind of. Or Is he just making it up? It's a great expression. Yeah. I love it. So he bumps into Cindy when she's out on bail. And this guy has no shame. He is not scared of her. No. He says to her, Cindy, the first one to squeal gets the best deal. Oh, my God. This is why he needs a 365 calendar. And every day there's a different Southern expression
1: yes absolutely a
0: face posing so he says the first one to squeal gets the best deal to which cindy says she looks him dead in the eyes she says my lawyer says i have nothing to worry about and he thinks i'm looking into the eyes of a cold-blooded killer like he he knows right away
1: did he want to go doink
0: poke her eyes out
1: she's really bugging me she is bumming me out
0: like the three stooges and she'd put up her hand to stop it Do you think she'd be that
1: smart? I don't know. I think she'd just scream and fall on the ground and be like,
0: I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue this whole town.
1: Yeah. I don't give Cindy much credit for being super smart.
0: No, I don't at all. I feel like these criminals are super dumb. And the police were onto them literally right away.
1: And really selfish. I really don't. I mean, you took someone else's life. You took someone's son. What's wrong with you? Someone's, you know, friend. I hate
0: them. No, it's horrible. Minutes before they pick a juror, Jeff says he wants to make a deal. This is another reason that they are selfish to me is because, and Andrea points it out too, like you lawyers have been working for months and months and months on this case. And then right before you go to trial, they make a deal and then you don't go to trial. And it's like, you couldn't have done that a couple months ago and saved me all this work. You wait literally until we're picking a jury.
1: Oh, Kimberly, I think it's very clear these people care about nothing but themselves. They still haven't thought that thought that you just thought. No. They don't care. This has nothing to do with you. This is all about them.
0: They care about themselves and God. No, they don't care about God.
1: Man, that's weird. I don't know. Okay.
0: So Jeff pleads guilty to manslaughter and will testify against Cindy. Cindy's family thinks she didn't do it. So mark off family and denial on your bingo cards. I
1: don't have that one either.
0: I'm sorry. The prosecutor thinks that she was the mastermind because getting a divorce is frowned upon. But murder, totes cool. Jeff was getting a divorce. He's a pastor, but he's been fired from the church. So I guess he has had repercussions for getting a divorce. And she thinks she would get more sympathy as a widow poor widow my husband was murdered even though the whole town knew she was cheating
1: look i'm sorry they're fully in on it together i don't know why we're trying to pretend like one before the other they were in on it together they came up with it together came up with a plan it was a together thing i
0: agree but the prosecutors think she was the mastermind and the actual shooter
1: i think one of those things is true
0: like i said in alabama it doesn't really matter because being an accessory is just as bad but because he's able to take the deal, then he gets the lesser charge. So during the trial, they taught her trial, they talk about the fries. How good like did the, the fries take the stand? Did they pass fries along to the jury and then pass out cold fries to the jury? Oh, good question. How good would that ladies and gentlemen of the jury? Here are some fries from Milo's. You know them, you love them, they're seasoned. And then like they eat them and then you bring in ai I'm going to pass second exhibit B. Ladies and gentlemen, these fries have been sitting out for an hour because I went to the Piggly Wiggly. Hmm. Like, how good would that be? And then they'd be like, no, these are terrible. They're cold. They're soggy. Guilty. I would love that. It's a surefire win. Yeah. So or it's like that guy with the sand in the jar and it all went terribly bad. Oh,
1: that was the worst one. That was I can't. I think about that sometimes <laughs> it when I'm anxiety. having a bad day. Like I'm like, <laughs> it could be that. I could be in front of people having a bad day instead of just by myself having a bad day. That was
0: such an epic fail. And the stakes are so high. The stakes are like people's lives. No,
1: it makes me sweat. It makes my (laughs) hands sweat like immediately. It was so stressful. I feel so bad for him. If you don't
0: know what we're talking about, this guy had sand in a glass jar and he shook up the sand and he said there are tons of speculation and rumors in this case, like little things, but if you just let it sit... And, it, you know, if you really look at these facts, the water will become clear. And he's, so he's talking and the sediment is supposed to sink to the bottom. And he looks over. It has not sunken. It's still cloudy. You can't see through it because he obviously didn't practice or used like courtroom water. That was maybe a different viscosity than the water he had at home. I don't know. Like it did not work. Huge epic fail. Can you imagine how embarrassed he was? And that was his closing statement. So amazing. I can't.
1: Okay. I'll never get over it. I really wish you hadn't described it again. Now I'm going <laughs> to think about it again tonight. I'm sorry. All right. Maybe I should write him a letter. I'm sorry. Did it ever work? Did it ever work out? Did you try to use it again? I don't. Did he quit?
0: Right. Do you try to do it and redeem yourself?
1: Did he move? Does he live in, like, New Zealand? He just stopped practicing law.
0: Did he retire from law? Yeah. he. But cashed
1: in his chips and went to live where the hobbits lived.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: that seems about right.
0: Maybe he became, like an oceanographer or something or like an ocean biologist and he studies sand now and why it didn't work. And he's going mad doing science experiments, trying to figure out why it didn't work.
1: No, I more think he has to put it out of his mind. I think he's doing something completely different. I think that we would be surprised by the number of people in Alaska that something like that has happened in their life. And they were like, nope. Yeah. And they went to work on one of those boats on the deadliest catch.
0: That's what they say on Alaskan Bush People, that most people there are running from something. Yeah, I can see that.
1: It's definitely like I have it on a list somewhere. Like if just everything, just let's go. Alaska. Pack it in.
0: So Jeff says he was on the phone with her when he heard a pop. And then he did meet her at the gas station. That part of it was true. And at the gas station, she told him it's done. And she gave him the murder weapon and said to get rid of it. Then we meet. Did he get rid of it? Yes, he says he did. So the def- then we made her defense attorney, who's very dapper. Who is this? He
1: doesn't even have an accent. I don't like, I don't want and see an Alabama case without an Alabama attorney.
0: Yeah, I won't, I don't trust you. Yeah. So he says the trajectory of the bullet angle doesn't match with her height, but it would match with Jeff's height. So he's going with the, it was Jeff's ankle, even though his cell phone wasn't actually in the house. There's no blood or gunshot residue on her. So that's interesting, which I'm assuming that means they tested her that night. Cindy takes the stand. She says she didn't do it. She had nothing to do with it. It was Jeff's plan. She didn't even know about it. The jury deliberates for 90 minutes. Guilty. Jeff gets 20 years. Cindy gets 40 years.
1: So the trajectory of the bullet thing now is there. He was taking the dog outside. We never get to see the dog, by the way. I know. But where is the dog? We never get to hear. (laughs) So here's the question. Is it possible that he was petting the dog and she shot him from behind as he's bent over petting the dog?
0: I love that theory. That's a winning theory.
1: Did the prosecution use that theory? Should I have written them a letter? That's
0: a water shoes theory. It's not that good. Don't. It's pretty good.
1: No, but it's got to be like really good to be a water shoes moment which I can't quite remember what that was. I don't
0: really either, but we talked about it last week and Liz said she does remember it and it was as important to us as it is to her. So she's, she still thinks about it. Fizz thinks that? No, Liz, different, a different Liz.
1: Liz, wherever you are, thank you.
0: Yeah. Thank you for their support. You made my night and
1: maybe I'll think about that instead of the sediment in the cup moment
0: tonight. Instead of water shoes was the guy who was going to go fishing and he had his water shoes. But the question they thought he went out the night before to go fishing at midnight or something. No one's doing that. And his shoes were off. So we think he was going the morning, the next morning, had just come back and took off his water shoes and then was murdered. And that was a case where if he was murdered on Friday, it was one guy. And if he was murdered on Saturday, it was a different guy. And they couldn't tell which day he was murdered. And we think water shoes. Should we write that? Should
1: we tell them? Has that been settled? I don't think it's been settled. Should we call Kathleen Zellner? Probably not. But maybe we should. (laughs) Is Kathleen Zellner on that case? No. Okay, but maybe we should write a letter.
0: Maybe. I don't remember who actually went to jail or if in fact neither of them went to jail because they were able to kind of lay the blame at each other. So then they were able to prosecute no one really.
1: Okay, yeah. So we need to maybe do some due diligence and then write that in because maybe our water shoes moment could turn into a really big deal.
0: You're saying like it's our job as Samaritans.
1: I'm saying our watershed moment might turn into like a Watergate moment that big.
0: But in a positive way for us.
1: Yeah. Like break the case wide open. Okay. Like we are Woodward and Bernstein. We are deep throat. We're Woodward and Bernstein.
0: Cindy's deep throat.
1: We're following the money, but we're not following the money. We're following the ocean. Yeah.
0: I love it. By the way, we should say, Cindy, Boxer, we love you. Even though this has a garbage Cindy, you're a good Cindy.
1: Yeah. I hope she knows that. I Hope you know that. I felt like it, need, it didn't even need to be said, but in case you didn't know, now you know. Yeah,
0: this episode is dedicated to our patroni, Shannon M. and Robin I. Call your girlfriend.
1: <laughs> Sorry, her name is Robin.
0: Yeah. Says not
1: her fault. If you don't listen to Robin, Robin, you better. How does that Robin spell her name? R I B Y N. This is not her then. Oh, is also this Robin Scandinavian? I don't believe she's Scandinavian then no okay it's probably not her
0: and this is not Shannon Doherty oh because her last name starts with an M okay that was the first Shannon I could think of
1: it's the most famous Shannon that I could think of in the moment
0: I can think you know who was good that Shannon from the first season of America's Next Top Model she was very pretty (laughs) she was a nice Christian girl who didn't murder anyone
1: No, that blonde girl yeah no, I think she turned out to be a, kind of a psychopath. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Not that Shannon either. You're just a good, solid Shannon. Maybe you're like a Shannon. Are you Irish Shannon? <laughs> sorry, I'm making wide sweeping generalizations, but maybe.
0: And it's funny because the first Robin I thought of would be Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, that's a good Robin, though. And I would think sing her song, except I can't remember it right now. Let's go to the mall. Today. Today, yeah. Rockin'
1: Robin. Tweet, tweet, tweet. 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 I'm sorry. You guys get more than songs. You get a hearty thank you. Yeah.
0: You guys, we have a promo for you and it's a very special promo because it's for a show that we are on. Is this um showy? Are
1: we showboating? If it's showy, we apologize, but we are very excited.
0: It's a promo for this show that you are currently listening to. Oh that God. I feel like would be pretty tacky.
1: We did earlier plug the other do
0: our other show.
1: <laughs> Podcast that we do. That doesn't have as many listeners. It has
0: like a tenth of the listeners. So that's... People don't like baking. But it's not even about that. It's just a fun, funny show. So don't let that sway you. But that's not what this promo's about. This is another show that we appeared on. We will be appearing on. When this episode comes out on Wednesday, we will be appearing on Saturday... And then again, the following Saturday, it's like broken up into two episodes and the show is called Brent like breakfast, but the guy's name is Brent. And we had a really fun time talking. We talked about like the most random things, I feel like. It's fun. You guys take a listen and at the very
1: least, check out his podcast, Brentfest with Brent Pope. He's a great guy. We had a lot of fun on his podcast. We talk about breakfast foods and a bunch of other fun topics a little bit about working in the business so if you're interested in things surrounding the entertainment business or living in la check it out i think you guys will enjoy it
0: hey it's brent pope the host of brentfist with brent pope you've seen me on some of your favorite tv shows saying things like give it up jimmy you gotta sink this putt to win or i wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics on Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world, working actors, comedians, writers, stunt people, you get it, and we do it all over breakfast, or should I say, breakfast? Every week is a new episode of Breakfast, and here's what you get Inside Hollywood info, like, how cool is it to act with Ed O'Neill? Spoiler alert, it's really cool. And what the heck is a gaffer? You get great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates, like, when should you go hash browns and when do you go home fries? I know the answer to that. Trust me, my pancake posse, my bacon brigade, listen up, because breakfast is the most Delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Breakfast with Brent Pope. Available at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.
1: Thank you, Brent, for having us. Thank you, Brent. B roll. Let's do it.
0: Bring it on.
1: Bring it on, B roll.
0: B roll. So we have Fry's B roll. We have so much fries of the fries going into the to the deep fryer.
1: How badly did you want fries?
0: That's why I made fries.
1: I'm really unhappy that you were able to do that. And I wasn't. I'm not. I'm happy for you. But I really, really wanted fries after watching this. And you saw what I got for dinner. Did you see a fry on that plate?
0: I did not. I saw potatoes, but not fries.
1: That's not a fry. Yeah. I don't even think I have fries in my freezer right now. I would have made them.
0: Yeah, that's why I did it, because I had them. What kind of fries did you have?
1: I'm going to live vicariously through your Just
0: The steak cut. But next time, now that I have the air fryer, I'm going to try some other flavors and see what they work. like the curly ones.
1: Is Red Robin open during quarantine?
0: They'd probably do delivery. But delivery fries, we've discussed, is very difficult. Pickup. Yeah, you could do pickup. Yeah.
1: I think there's one like 30 miles away. I'm gonna I'm going to see. Worth it. Yep, worth it.
0: So police doing police things... We have detectives strutting down the hall, prosecutors walking down the hall, photos of them at Disney World. Then we have the cousin slash friend walking over a giant bridge with an extreme drone shot. Yes. And then she stops on the bridge and pulls out like a real camera, like the kind that makes you look like you know what you're doing and starts taking photos.
1: Oh, she's a photographer. There you go. Did you notice, though, they do show Delane walking, like, through the woodsy area, but she's got her purse on?
0: Was it a handheld or a over-the-shoulder?
1: It was like a shoulder, but it seemed weird. I feel like that's normally something that they would take away from you.
0: Yeah, because we don't see a lot of people walking with purses, unless they are a lawyer, and then we see them walking with their briefcase. I feel like she was holding it
1: as well, like holding it to her shoulder.
0: Well, maybe her B-roll was shot during the pandemic and they are not allowed to actually in contact with her
1: that's what i think is happening did you notice the two detectives are eating milos
0: that's the best b-roll is they pulled up in front of the milos and then like they're in a sonic commercial they are eating it in the car which is what normal people do and i was happy
1: really quick b-roll pictures of cindy and michael they also had now uh, you mentioned it at the beginning really quickly that the detective or whoever is the detective street. Yeah, the guy he had those cherry red cheeks. Yeah, yeah. But they were yeah. like perfect little circles like an Annabelle doll. Yeah. But then we see a picture of Cindy and Michael together and they have it. Oh, it surprised me that they both had it too the perfect circles. And I'm worried about the air quality slash water quality.
0: It is like a small town. Isn't that like a small town thing? Like, people, the bloodlines are all, I'm going to get in trouble here. Sure are. What else we got? MVP, we just have so many. I feel like we liked everybody.
1: Yeah, true.
0: Most everybody. Brand's happy being a Dateline, now associated with murder. I don't think that Milo's is going to get any negative publicity from this. Because everyone on Twitter was like, now I need fries. Now I'm going to go drive there and get fries. Did anyone
1: on Twitter know Milo's?
0: There were a few people that said they had had Milo's fries and they were really good. Dateline said that their crew had tried them and that they were very good. And then one person was like, oh, I've been to Milo's. I didn't know their fries were supposed to be that great. So they had a little attitude. But there's always one. That person.
1: Yeah. But wait, you know. Duh. Thanks, Linda. Go home. Yeah. Stay home, Linda. Really quick question. Did a bunch of people list out what the best fries they've ever had are?
0: No, there was none of those. So I'm going to have to take the helm on that and do some sort of Twitter poll. But you can only do so many options in a Twitter poll. So I might have to do it in a different way. Can
1: we just not do a poll and ask like in a very general way, like what are the best fries you've ever had from everywhere in the country? Because I feel like this is a very important list. Sure. Thank you.
0: You know, they have like maps that they have that are like from BuzzFeed and stuff that'll say like favorite fast food restaurant by state. And then you look at on your state and it'll say like what the favorite one is. Titles. It's time. Oh, can I just do fashion police really fast? Because Michael's wearing a shirt that says what part of going away don't you what part of go away don't you understand? (gasps) And I was like, Michael, you're our people. I'm so sad you're gone.
1: Can I ask you a really important question? Yeah. Did we get a forensics guy looking in a microscope?
0: No, I'm so sorry. I'm one away from bingo. You are. That's
1: so exciting. That was the only one I didn't have. I had I can't tell you the ones I had.
0: Why not? Because they're offensive. Yeah. Oh, she's being nice. OK,
1: I'm being nice. But everyone, you can believe me or not believe me. And maybe I'll take a picture with the peas on it. And then Kimberly can put it. Yeah.
0: for Take a picture for, for Patreon. I'll put it on or Instagram. Okay. So. Titles. Oh, well, I thought this title was so good that I felt like I kind of didn't really have to.
1: You didn't. I just had a longer one.
0: I was trying to play around with fries, french fries. Then I tried to play around with freedom fries. Couldn't get anywhere. Sweet seasoned sexting, home Alabama. Don't hate the sinner. Season secrets and sexting. I couldn't.
1: I got you covered. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. I have seasons of love seasons of lies seasons of life seasoned fries
0: that's a poem
1: Uh uh-huh and then i've got lies cold fries and a good man dies or alternatively oh my gosh lies cold fries and bedroom eyes
0: (gasps) these are good I'm impressed.
1: Sometimes I get inspired right in the middle and then I, I went for it.
0: I am so impressed.
1: It's going on a mug. Wow. I'm going to make a mug for myself on TeePublic. OK. And if you guys would like one, let me know. Nobody wants it, but I like it. I? <laughs> All right. What do we have on Twitter? Twitter land.
0: Julie Vaughn said, I can't be the only one who noticed the cat in the crime scene photos not giving a flying F that his person has just been murdered. I didn't notice.
1: I didn't notice and I don't appreciate it. Just like a cat. It is not. It's that cat.
0: Hermit Munster says, don't want to ruin anything for Dateline West Coast, but my husband just noted that incriminating lunch meat is not on his bingo card. That's very specific. But there was that episode where that guy had meat in his stomach and he had had eggs for breakfast or, or we didn't know what he had for breakfast. So maybe incriminating meat of some sort incriminating food just in general
1: food because do we have any food on the
0: we don't have. No, any. we have nothing really that food related on the bingo cards let's do it carrie james said did you see the live laugh love box of tissues in the courtroom i missed it but someone else posted a picture it's a little tissue box that says live laugh love in the courtroom it was amazing
1: i hope you love your hanukkah gifts this year oh i'm excited i'm gonna send a massive thing that tells people to get you stuff
0: The Auburnist says, Milo's, fries so good, you won't turn them down unless you're murdering your husband. Tony Tino says, remember kids, always eat your fries before you commit murder. Mickey Martini says, the moral of the story is eat healthy and don't smash with the pastor in the parking garage. (laughs) Joyful Sparrow Arts, rest in peace, Michael. The pastor that baptized you helped your wife kill you. That is like crazy father, son, Holy Ghost, Jesus, full circle, circle of life, weird thing that the person who baptized you killed you. That's
1: crazy. He's a horrible person. He should have gotten more than 20 years.
0: Yeah. Mm. The real says Milo's motto. You got to be doing something real crazy to not eat these fries. Wow. Mo said it only took the jury 90 minutes because they wanted to go to Milo's.
1: Like every single person watching this episode. Milo's like (laughs) This is the one time where we've got they really focused on a place. And instead of it being bad, every single person wants to eat there now. Yeah, totally. I would love to see what their drive through numbers were like. Right, if they got a spike. I bet you a million dollars a bunch of people were sitting watching this on their couch that were near Milo's and were like, should we, let's go.
0: Yeah. Get your purse. If they're open late, absolutely. Yes.
1: It's just like those little places that serve fried zucchini and fried food and they they know their audience and so they're going for the stoners and so they stay open to like one those are the best places Number
0: one later three yeah gary Georgevich. we haven't heard from him in a long time said the first one to squeal gets the best deal if the fries are stale you must go to jail
1: that might be better than mine
0: <laughs> are we there yet said next time a food is featured on dateline i want prior warning so i can have some on hand
1: Yeah, or let it be something like broccoli or whatever. Oh, yeah.
0: Naxima says, Pastor Jeff must have had that fire and brimstone D if she was paying for his apartment.
1: Fire and brimstone D.
0: (laughs) But they wrote out the D word.
1: That is really funny, though.
0: (laughs) Liza Biss, Liz Bobis said, Pastor just tried to drop don't hate the player, hate the game in a ball cap and mom jeans. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he is wearing mom jeans.
0: He is wearing mom jeans. It's the fit is just, yeah. Mike says, Pastor Jeff is an Auburn fan. Of course, shaking my head.
1: Oh boy. I don't know what that means. I don't either.
0: <laughs> I think it's just bad if you're like a Tennessee person or whatever their rival is. Sally B, Pastor Jeff was also an exterminator. Could take that a couple of ways. Although we think Cindy was the exterminator.
1: I think Cindy was the exterminator. I think they came up with it together. I think they were both masterminds. I think they should have gotten equal jail time. It didn't matter who actually pulled the trigger.
0: Well, it didn't matter to them in their law. It's only because he took a plea and agreed to bend on her because they wanted her.
1: Why did they need him? Do you think they needed him to make sure that she went to jail?
0: If they didn't have him, then they could really pull that she's saying he did it He's saying she did it. If they both went to trial, then it's a he said, she said story. And then maybe neither one gets convicted. Gotcha. Cooper Holly says, if you don't eat the fries, you're guilty of the crime. I like it.
1: If you don't eat the fries, you're guilty of the crime.
0: Carol Langston, blessed be the fries that bind. Oh, boy. That's good, right?
1: Everyone's coming for the pun game. I see.
0: Alba says, ergonomically, there's plenty you can do in a pest control truck. I hear. Oh, what's that mean? What have you? Done? Okay. And your Lamb says, as someone with extreme anxiety, I can vouch for leaving your fries to pick up orange juice immediately.
1: Oh, <laughs> poor your Lamb. But I get it. Totally get it.
0: Blessed be the fries that bind, Katie.
1: I'm just angry because I want mine to be the best. But yeah, that's very good.
0: Yours is totally the best. Yours was a poem.
1: I have one more, but I'm saving it.
0: What are you saving it for? Another episode about fries?
1: Maybe the end. So you better wrap it up.
0: Okay. Well, everyone, check out our other podcast, A Date with the Bake. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and consider becoming a part of our Patreon community. Any amount of money that you give, even $2 a month, really helps us do this podcast every week for free for everyone to enjoy. Thank you so much. And don't watch alone.
1: Except, do kind of watch alone.
0: Except, watch in your bubble, someone, should be, someone said we should be saying. Watch, don't watch alone, watch with your bubble. Watch with your bubble. I don't know.
1: Watch with your bubble and wear a mask. Wash your hands. Stay safe out there.
0: Vote. Please vote. It's coming. And treat yourself
1: because it's stressful. So be nice to yourself. Treat yourself to some seasoned fries.
0: Seasoned fries. I have probably eaten 525,600 fries in my lifetime.
1: Has anyone done that? Has anyone changed season of love to seasoned
0: fries? Probably not. I'm going to guess you're the only one. You're welcome. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. And if you like more puns about food, try our secondary podcast, A Date With The Bake. Check out Date With The Bake. Okay,
1: I'm going to play she's along. she's not going to listen
0: to me. She's just going to be playing me cards. cards. Um,
1: I got to find a pencil. I only have pens. Let me
0: see. Why don't you just put little things on it? That's what some people do. Put peas on it. You have those peas. Put peas on each one. I'll put peas on it. Okay. Put a pea on it. Okay,
1: I'm ready.
0: <laughs> so, hang on. I just want to make sure.
1: I got pea juice all over my notes. <laughs> Sorry. Everywhere.
0: That's funny though. I hope you guys find religion if it's something that you need, but I, it does not cause you to do any sinning.
1: Wow, that's a weird statement, Adam. You guys make that out.
0: <laughs> I hope that whatever religions you ladies are. I
1: don't think that you can say, I hope you find religion. <laughs> I hope it. I hope you find God.
0: If you ladies are religious. No,
1: i it's all weird. Shannon. Robin, how's your walk with God? (laughs) Wow. Do you like fries, just fries? Or would you rather have seasoned fries or fries with toppings? Like carne asada. Well, you don't eat carne asada fries, but like cheese fries or something like that. Poutine.
0: I'd have never had poutine. I think it has meat in it.
1: I think it's a meaty gravy, but I think it can just be gravy. I think it's just gravy.
0: Gravy usually is meat in it. Unless it's a specific vegetarian
1: gravy. Which is just going to taste like pepper.
0: They make vegetarian gravy at Trader Joe's. It's not bad. Does
1: it taste like pepper?
0: (laughs) No, it's good. But the pepper, pepper sauce. (laughs) That doesn't sound good. I would rather just have regular fries. Yeah. I enjoy like seasoned curly fries sometimes, but I'm like fine with just straight fries and salt.
1: But heavy salt, right? Heavy, heavy salt. Has to be heavy salt. I agree.
0: I do ketchup about half the time.
1: By the way, this is sometimes why I don't eat fries in the car.
0: Because the salt?
1: Right. If it hasn't been heavily salted, I'll wait till I get home because I don't want to eat them unless they're like at their top peak performance.
0: See, I thought you were saying this was my thought process. Hmm. She's saying that she means if the fries have too much salt, the salt will get everywhere in the car. Then in my head, I go... Wait, since when does Katie think about what the inside of her car looks like?
1: Never in my life, not one Never,
0: day. the stickier the better. Right. So what's happening? And then you said, if it doesn't have enough salt, you wait to take it home. Then I was with you. I totally understood. I agree 100%. I will wait if it does not salt it enough. I will wait, I will go home, add salt to it.
1: Okay, garlic Parmesan fries.
0: Yeah, once in a while. Oh, but not if it's, see,
1: I feel like I have had this Actual thing happened a couple times in the last couple of weeks where we're ordering, and there's a choice between regular fries and garlic parmesan fries. Garlic parmesan every time.
0: Yeah, I'm not every time. What about truffle fries?
1: You had truffle fries?
0: I have had truffle fries. My issues—they sometimes get soggy. So, and I really don't like that.
1: There is a truffle salt, though.
0: Heads up. That sounds not bad. I'm not like that's really good. Over the moon for truffles.
1: Oh, I'm a big truffle
0: person. Yeah, because it's like mushrooms like mushroomy
1: okay i just wanted to i wanted to know i think we're pretty much on the same you and i can eat together pretty well we do like the same kinds of things i feel like yeah when it comes to stuff like that but steak fries are the best but i don't know why you would even buy shoestring frozen fries
0: well that's what i first tried but they weren't getting crispy so for some reason i tried the bought the steak fries because it said like extra crispy on the bag there you go and they have been a little crispy but now that i have a air fryer I'm going to go back to the shoestring or not the shoestring just regular see if that works and if that works then I will go do the seasoned curly as a treat maybe I'll go crisp cut if they have them I don't know can you do onion rings in your fryer I can do onion rings I could do fried zucchini I can do pot stickers can
1: you do a pretzel maybe that might be good might be worth a try
0: like a soft pretzel I usually just do those in the microwave you don't use the oven.
1: Okay, we'll go back. Sorry, Adam, that's too...
0: This is really bad. I'm trying to be like lower carb and then this is just all a disaster. This episode has gotten me off my veganism, my low carbonism. Thanks a lot, even the devil went to church.
1: <laughs> that was the longest way to say that. What was that?
0: Excuse me, silent sneezes.
1: That was the silent, I did not hear a thing. How did you do it? You swallowed it.
0: I did it into my little tissue. I heard not one peep come through. Because I'm on a podcast. I'm a professional. So...